Bay into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife on 99.1 FM Talk. I'm this week's host, Ashley Sanchez. Endow was excited to find out that our partner agency, Travel Nevada, is featuring Nevada's wildlife all month long on TravelNevada.com and on social media. Here to talk about how the agency is helping Endow get the word out about amazing wildlife in our state is Caitlin Godby. Devin Blunden and Sydney Martinez with Travel Nevada. Also joining us is Endow staff conservation educators, Aaron Keller and Aaron Meyer. Welcome, everyone. We have a bigger group than normal today. Yeah, we're all crammed in. <laughs> yeah, we're awesome. in a small little room together. So let's just start off by talking about you guys and what Travel Nevada does. Sure. So Travel Nevada is the state division of tourism. So we are a state agency, but our whole goal is just to promote tourism to the state. Thankfully, we are really lucky and we have one of the best travel destinations on the entire planet known as Las Vegas, but we're not here to market them. They don't need our help. So they're a great anchor point for us as as well as Reno, but our goal is really to inspire and encourage travel out into the lesser known parts of the state. So typically rural areas, including places like Elko or Austin um, and uncovering the hidden gems that many people might not know about the state and then getting them to go out and have those adventures so like we were saying before the show we do have similar messaging like our our goals align we want to get out the word out about wildlife and you guys want to show wildlife and everything there is to offer yeah and I think um a lot of people you know maybe think of Nevada who are maybe new to Nevada um that Nevada is just desert and we definitely have a lot of that but we have many different ecosystems and there's an abundance of wildlife viewing and those experiences you can have in Nevada so for us it's a really great fit to feature wildlife and why wouldn't we because it's just an added experience especially if you're going out into the backcountry of Nevada right yeah there's a lot of times where we hear that Nevada doesn't look like I-80 and Highway 50, right? Like, it's way different as soon as you get off onto the dirt. So that's definitely um, something that we want to promote. We want people to get into the, you know, get into the backcountry of Nevada and experience all the cool, you know, trails and mountains and all the different experiences you can have with wildlife along the way, whether that's photography or anything like that. And we were talking a little bit about photography I think you guys do a great job of posting cool pictures mm-hmm. and kind of sharing that. We've experience. been sharing a lot of them lately. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so. And people probably get annoyed at me at this point because I think I say it in every podcast, but um, I've been here not that long. But one of the coolest things I think since I've moved here is just realizing how many different ecosystems are in Nevada. Oh, absolutely. So why not showcase it? Yeah, and our entire campaign right now is titled Don't Fence Me In, um, DFMI for short. But the way that came to be was it's an old country song, and um, we're trying to hit millennials, and the millennial generation, um, it was kind of before our time. So a few years ago, we had the Killers cover the song, and since they're a Nevada band. um, But we always like to say Don't Fence Me In is more than a song. It's kind of a state of mind. Um, And very much anything goes in Nevada, whether you want to have a three three-day binger in Vegas and not tell anyone else about what happened down there or um, you know you want to take your 
your quad out into the endless miles of backcountry roads or hike. Um, you know, we have a pretty big chunk of public land in Nevada as well that is just very different to other states. So where other states restrict, we really allow. Um, so that is a really fun way to also promote the state and wildlife very much falls into that too. Nice. Well, could the three of you share a little bit about what you each of you do in your role with Travel Nevada? Sure. So I'm Caitlin Godby. I, um, I work in our PR department, but I primarily manage our social media. Um, we also host a bunch of journalists to also show them what Nevada has to offer. And um, I work with um, journalists pretty frequently as well. But I, if you follow Travel Nevada on social media, shameless plug, we're at Travel Nevada on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I typically am the one behind the account, but I work in tandem with my colleague Devin here. Actually, it makes more sense coming on the other side because I kind of deconstruct what Sydney does. So yeah, Devin's the glue way. between me and Caitlin, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I am a Sydney Martinez. I'm content manager for Travel Nevada. Um, so that's basically a fancy way of saying staff writer, photographer. So it's really my job to go out into the field and live experiences to, for lack of a better description, to teach people how to do those same experiences. Um, Nevada is a big state. It's really intimidating. I think a lot of the time too, it is, there's a vast misconception about, you know, it just being desolate and you know Sahara Desert sort of landscapes but as we all know as Nevadans there's really amazing um, wildlife and just insane mountain ranges and um, so yeah it's my job to go out there and cover those things and then I help oversee the the written photo and video content on TravelNevada.com and help with a lot of the video production for commercials as well so nice so that brings us to Devin since you're the glue a glue bridge, whatever you like to call it. I, I like it all because I get to work uh, with all kinds of teams. Um, I share an office uh, with my work wife, Sydney Martinez, here. <laughs> um, and I'm on the marketing team with her. And so what I do, uh, the bulk of my week is is deconstructing a lot of the content that Sydney will wrangle for the website and find ways to channel that uh, in other directions and uh, through a variety of means target the right eyes, get the right folks seeing what we have here. And uh, that mission that Caitlin was speaking to as to getting folks through our hubs like Vegas and Reno out into the rest of Nevada, as some folks like to brag, the real Nevada, uh, it's a privilege to do. And I would get to work with Caitlin to uh, see how we can do all that on social, see how we can target the right audiences. And in addition to doing all that, uh, going into those communities themselves and working with a lot of our rural partners to see how best we can listen to them, work with them, and uh, make them aware of all the different resources we have available so they can get in front of those eyes as well and we can start getting people out to experience some really awesome things out there. And there is so much in Nevada to showcase that how do you even decide and how did you guys decide to feature wildlife this month? Oh man, there's Nevada. There's so many different stories to tell in Nevada, right? There's the amazing uh, Indian, Native American history uh, throughout the state. There's enriching arts and culture, uh, state museums. I mean, there's so many different avenues, obviously hard recreation, but wildlife. I mean, that's, I think, also another uh, unsuspecting side of Nevada that most people don't see. So it's exciting for us to promote it in the spring and the fall because obviously lots of baby animals are born and um, that's my <laughs> My favorite, but uh, lots of migratory paths are happening, and it's kind of when wildlife starts to reemerge, and a great time to kind of refocus that lens for a lot of our visitors.
doctors and remind them to kind of open their eyes and get off of I-80 and explore more of the state to look for those wildlife opportunities. Yeah, Sydney's job sounds like it's pretty much a dream job. I was going to say, you you don't have a fun job. No, it's an awful job. (laughs) How do you choose where you go next? Oh, well, our content really drives a lot of that. So um, each month we have a thematic um, content hub on TravelNevada.com and it ripples through a lot of our different social channels and Caitlin and Devin help amplify that message and we work with a lot of our uh, state partners like you guys and Dow um, and make sure that we can kind of uh, dial that message in a little bit better to reach people that wouldn't you know that are just automatically dismissing Nevada as a wildlife destination so it's been really fun to research Nevada's main wildlife refuges I mean there's tons of them. I was just building one today for the Desert National Wildlife Complex, which is, I think, the lowest, the largest in the lower 48. Um, And I think I read on their site today, it was two times the size of Rhode Island plus 250,000 football fields. So it's like, man, that really puts it in perspective for how huge that is. Um, But I mean, so many different areas throughout the state. Sheldon saved the pronghorn antelope. Lots of people don't know that. Second fastest land animal. Um, Tons of different types of fish throughout the state. There's, I think Nevada is the only state that you can complete the trout slam in. I think that's what makes us different. So I worked on doing that for a story one time as well. So there's just all types of different, you know, unsuspecting alpine lakes and streams. I think people would never imagine to exist in Nevada and just kind of flipping that perception a little bit to remind people that if you want to see some wildlife, you just kind of have to open your eyes. It's out there in Nevada. So Right. And the more you experience Nevada, like the smaller you feel. Yeah. Right? You're driving mm-hmm. along and you look at the mountains and you're like, oh, that's a cool mountain. You get the closer you get to it and then you start hiking in it. You're like, man, this place is huge. Yeah. Like the Rubies is a great example. Those trails that run through there. We were just kind of cropping a photo of some big one or uh, some goats and there's four goats on this um, snow field, and they look tiny, but that the snow fields that get up there in the rubies are giant. I mean, so. yeah, I've always wanted to see one. I'm jealous you've seen one up there, but they have those, you know, native Mackinac, tiger trouts, the American pikas up there. They have, you know, all types of cool wildlife, especially in the rubies, and it's just amazing when you really start looking for that stuff, what you can find. Right. And we always joke, too, because yeah, it's like, there is water in Nevada. There yeah. is. Yeah. Ask there Aaron, is. our boating educator. He knows <laughs> firsthand. Well, that's the funny thing is, is right before Ashley got here, we were in the middle of that five-year drought, so there wasn't water in Nevada. <laughs> but currently, there is water. There is water. Which is, yeah. It's a, I, the funny thing is, is talking to Aaron is Ashley says her reoccurring message is that she's new here. <laughs> Our reoccurring message is that we manage 894 species. Like there right. is a lot more wildlife in Nevada than anyone has any idea. Like it's everywhere. You cannot miss it. So if people want to get out there and, and see it, like it's, it's, this is an amazing state. I moved here from California and my brother's still giving me grief that I moved that to Nevada. You, but yeah. It's okay. I'm an ex-California as well. I'm from California as well. I prefer to say a born-again Nevada. <laughs> yeah, yeah born-again Nevada. But yeah, it's an amazing place to live. Like you, Reno 911 did us no favors, but <laughs> what an amazing place. Except to, in costume right? sales. That goes yeah. But yeah. The, yeah, I think a lot of times Endo kind of we kind of get pigeonholed into just mm-hmm. hunting and fishing. When a lot of the work, that most, a bunch of the work that we do benefits, you know, almost 900 different species spread all across the state. So, um, And, you know, that surprise factor that you mentioned, that actually makes our job really exciting, especially this month. Because whether it's um, historical events or, 
you know, something, something very specific like hot springs, uh, wildlife, the fact that there's so many different species here, that is what we love to use again with, uh, with our, all of our marketing and all of our messaging. It's like, hey, you guys, surprise, there's a lot more to this than just the Strip and just Reno. Get out and come check it out. And right. April, April is a great time to do that, too. Just like the wildlife are starting to emerge, so are humans. <laughs> it's yeah. true. I know. Everyone's been bundled it's, up. Yeah, especially, and now. you know, us who live in the north where we had an insane winter and it's just starting to get warm out. And so, you know, just like the wildlife are coming out of their burrows, we're kind of coming out of ours, too. And it's such a great way to get out into the field, if you will, and have an excuse to get outside. Not that like, you need one, but it's right, really good timing. So that's another reason why we like to push wildlife in April. Well, there's still so much more to talk about, but we are running out of time for the first half of the show, but we will be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy Nevada Wild, feel free to leave us a positive review at iTunes. If you don't enjoy the show, we'd prefer you kept that to yourself. To learn more about hunting, angling, boating safety, and the great outdoors, check us out at ndow.org. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking to our friends from Travel Nevada, and we were just talking about how this month they're featuring wildlife on TravelNevada.com and on social media. So, Sydney, we were talking to you over the break about some of the stories you guys are featuring this month. Yeah, so we have some really great new stories that are out, uh, one of which is about Nevada's wild borough population, which has been really fun to tell the story of. Because to me, I mean, what better emblematic animal of Nevada than a wild borough? It tells our mining history. You know, they're intelligent creatures that have sort of intuition that not other wild species have to kind of feel out a situation. They're hardy. I mean, they can survive extreme colds and extreme hots. And, I mean, there's so many great stories throughout Nevada about Tonopah was founded because Jim Butler picked up a rock to get his burrows moving and it was rich with silver. So, I mean, there's tons of different mining stories, tons of uh, great stories involving sitting in a hot spring and having a wild burrow come up to drink out of it because it's its water source. I mean, that's a great one. So be sure to check that out. Um, another really good story that we're super excited, I've been hypnotized with since I discovered it last year, is the De- Devil's Hole Desert Pupfish, which is part of Ash Meadows uh, National Wildlife Refuge, which is part of the Greater, greater Desert National uh, Complex. Uh, that's just outside of Death Valley. And that is also like, man, people get overwhelmed with crowds in Death Valley. This is like the secret spot that people wouldn't suspect nice. is there. Um, so anybody that's looking for that like inside track, you know, alone in nature, moment plus it's like the total it's like you're seeing a a real mirage when you come up across these like caribbean-esque pools that are in the middle of the desert Uh, they truly look like you know lake tahoe clarity or caribbean water and they house several different species of endemic fish meaning that's the only place on the planet that they're found Um, and they're all slightly different because each pool sort of evolved differently over time but uh, the devil's whole desert pupfish was the first species on the endangered species list Um, And it lives in this like weird cavern that um, I think it's interesting that they live on the surface, but people don't know the depths of this hole. And there have been divers that have gone down into it and their bodies have never been recovered and all kinds of like mysterious what lies beneath journey to the center of the earth. What was the earthquake? 
Oh, I think there was a an earthquake in China a few years back, and uh, there was like a tsunami effect in it. So they think it's connected to other parts of the world. So interesting. That is right in uh, near Death Valley. So um, we don't need to dig a hole to China. We've already got one. Yeah, we have one in Death Valley, and there's some cool wildlife yeah, I mean, swimming around in it. So. You can't right. fence that in. That's so. right. Uh, and then the other story is about uh, a really great group actually out of Utah called Hawkwatch International, uh, and they have specifically targeted the Goshute Range in eastern Nevada, which is just south of West Wendover, because it's part of the Intermountain Flyway, which is one of the major migratory paths in the world. I mean, it stretches from northern Canada all the way to the, sip, the very tip of Argentina, um, and it includes uh, raptors or apex predators. So those are birds of prey anything from an occipiter budio which is basically like the smaller falcons to the larger eagles and they um, are permitted to trap them out there and do a wildlife survey and then release them and any visitor can go do this for free just hang out with wildlife wildlife biologists it's a had a 2,000 foot elevation gain over two miles and you can camp up there with them and they're really interesting people and um we like to say that in nevada you'll go home with more stories than souvenirs and especially in the wildlife community i mean i've met so many incredible biologists or just wildlife enthusiasts out there and i couldn't think of uh, a team of people more passionate than those guys out there and at hawk watch i mean they're really fun to spend time with so if you're looking for a great hike and just a place to get out there and see some cool wildlife and I mean, to be able to look into the eye of a, a hawk as you're holding yeah. it is, is a pretty cool experience. So One that might be on its way home to Alaska. Yeah. I mean, it's like mm. it gives you uh, it kind of realigns that you're just such a small part of the world. It gives you perspective of you're in this like museum made by nature sort of a thing in landscapes in Nevada that are have they as they've always been. I mean, for thousands of years. So it's a pretty cool place. That's why it's so great having you guys here because we always want to get that message out there that there's so much to do and we try to direct people, give people suggestions on what to do. So you've already listed off plenty of things for people to go see, but do you guys have any other suggestions? We wouldn't have Travel Nevada here without getting some suggestions for places for people to go. Well, I think Sydney also has a really cool story about an unsuspected elk experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my in gosh. And a part of the state that most folks uh, never visit or don't even know is there. Yeah. So I have to plug Great Basin National Park. It's like the redheaded stepchild of the national park system. <laughs> and I love it. I mean, it's but like it's like one of the coolest. It's yeah. like you're walking that razor's edge of like, I want to tell everybody about this place, but right. I also don't want anybody to know about it because it's so cool. I mean, you are alone out there and it, it's darkest skies in, in the lower 48 also one of the quietest places which is interesting because that it's providing a true nocturnal sense for a lot of animals so scientists biologists have learned to understand that tons of animals and creatures flock to this region because they can thrive in this like true nocturnal sense which i thought was really interesting i mean it's not just the beauty of the night skies and the bristle cones but the the wildlife that's drawn to that snake range out there is really cool and i was working on a story hiking nevada's five tallest peaks wheeler within the park is number two but mariah just north of it outside of the park boundaries is the third tallest peak and we were hiking out there. The only other person we saw all day was a hunter on a quad getting ready for hunting season. Um, and we hiked up and we kept seeing scat everywhere. And I was like, man, this is so fresh. I don't know what's going on. I hope we see an elk. And then I started to hear them braying. And I thought, 
okay, this, there's going to be, there's got to be a hunter up there on a quad, just like scouting this area out. And we popped up on Mariah's table, like right before the final ascent to the top. And there were 16 gigantic elk just chilling, just like, ah, it's not hunting season yet. Just hanging out, laying down in the sun. And then before you know it, the alpha, you know, pops up and starts bugling to the rest of the herd, you know, calling him off the mountain. And it was like, we just stood there like there have been very few moments in my life where I've had that moment in with nature and Nevada's wildlife. And it was like, man, you just got to get off those highways because it is out there. You just have to grab onto it. Right. And elk bugling is probably one of the cooler sounds in nature. And it's way louder than you would think. Oh, yeah. yeah. What does it sound like, Aaron? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah I come on. It, I have <laughs> yet to hear one. So let's hear it. But, um, I wish I could. <laughs> no, it's it's super loud like september in nevada is a great time to be outside it's good weather and everything else and that's when the rut or the mating season for elk happen and so yeah definitely a good time to get out in eastern nevada most mountain ranges have elk and uh elk bugling is one of the one of the cooler sounds you'll ever hear in nature so Sydney, I feel like we, anytime we're in need of a podcast, we just need to call you and have you come in and talk about <laughs> Oh man, all story. three of us. These yeah. are, we're the yeah, all three team. of you. Yeah. You guys are great. I did want to quickly talk about, because I think a lot of the experiences we're talking about today are very rural and not everyone has the opportunity to always get out of the city. So if you are in more of a metropolitan area, especially Las Vegas, there's some really great, easy ways to see wildlife there. Um, our state tortoise is the desert tortoise and there are two um, habitats one at Red Rock Canyon National Conservation Area and there is also another one at the Springs Preserve both in Las Vegas but our state mascot Mojave Max uh, used to call a Red Rock Canyon home and now is at the Springs Preserve so that's a really great easy way to get immersed in some wildlife if you're not quite ready to hit the back roads um, another great way to see some of our our um, our state animal, the desert bighorn sheep, is at Valley of Fire. We actually produced this super cool 360 video, um, and there's a little Easter egg in there with some desert bighorn sheep. If anyone's interested in seeing it, you can find it on YouTube. All you have to do is search Travel Nevada 360, and it will come up. Um, so that was really cool. And even if you're driving in between Las Vegas and Reno, um, right around Walker Lake, there is a mm -hmm. big herd that lives out there, too. But the thing is, they are masters at blending in. So I think um, it's really exciting when you can spot one, especially being in Nevada, because, you know, you hear you, you grow up learning that these are your animals that represent your state. But being able to see one in the wild is very cool. So I always like to tell people that, too, that you really don't have to go much further than your backyard to have these wildlife experiences. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, even if you're cruising down the highway, a lot of people just blast from Reno to Vegas or vice versa. And they stop in little towns just to, you know, to get gas or to get candy or whatever it is. But if you happen to be stopped in Beatty, you might just be lucky enough to have Sydney's favorite animal, the burrow, just cruise right into town and take that thing yeah. over while you're drinking a beer or eating some chili. There's a there's a few spots that, that another one in, in Las Vegas is uh, just Hemingway Park yes. right there in Boulder City. Mm -hmm. It's it's the sheep will come down. They're almost always right along the cliffs there. Super easy to see. And uh, Beatty has some of the the best sheep habitat we have in the state right there too. So. Yeah, we get a ton of pictures from Walker Lake and it's usually some people are like, I always see them from the road. So again, you don't have to go too far to find them. Yeah, you just kind of have to, instead of having that mindset of 
getting over this road trip and getting there is like right. taking it all in because you really can start. I mean, I think so many of us who have to make that trip between Las Vegas and Reno, you know, it's really easy to get into that motion of, uh, this is a pretty long drive. I just need to get there. But it's just like, I think one thing working for Travel Nevada has really taught me is not to be cliche, but it really is the um, less about the destination and more about the journey. Completely. And yeah, like stopping in the small mm-hmm. town. And I think a lot of small towns in Nevada, um, at first glance, it's hard to find a reason to like that is super enticing to stop unless you're specifically looking for something, especially if your only goal is to get to someplace else. But I would encourage anyone traveling really anywhere in the country, but specifically here in Nevada is to stop in those small towns. And because sometimes the main, the real good stuff isn't on the main drag either. It's just down like a really great example of that is Goldfield. You know, they have this awesome saloon called the Santa Fe Saloon. And it's pretty sure the dust is just as historic as the bar. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a really cool experience that you don't get from the main road. Um, And and it's not advertised. I mean, that is one of those where they do not do promotion it's one of nevada's like oldest continually operating businesses 1907 and uh it's they don't market it's like you just have to be wandering around in goldfield and you will find it yeah and there are hidden gems scattered all over the state like that and so i would encourage anyone traveling whether you're out on a hunting trip or just looking for wildlife in general there's a lot more to uncover and make those long road trips a lot more pleasurable of just giving yourself the time to stop and explore that's what we've learned working here too well, we're starting to run out of time, but before we go, what do you guys have any plans in the near future to travel travel Nevada? We're always traveling Nevada. And where could people go? You were you were sending people to social media, to your social media. How could people see everything you guys are posting this month? So, yeah, a really great way to just be inspired of what's out there is following our Instagram account. It's, I mean, it's just chock full of images that I think even as Nevadans might be surprised of what we've got going on but we are definitely the number one resource for adventure in Nevada so our website like bar none which is travelnevada.com Sydney is the mastermind behind that and she's so great even if you reach out to her and have a specific question more likely than not she'll give you a full planned itinerary of where to go and what to see because she's done it Well, thank you guys for being here. That does it for today, but I appreciate all of you taking the time to be here. To hear more of our podcasts, find the Nevada Department of Wildlife on SoundCloud or head to our Facebook page. You could also head to endow.org for everything Nevada wildlife. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.